Hi, this is Michelle. This is Gail, and this is Audible Clutter. Today we're talking about Hustlers, which we actually saw on opening day. Yes, which is rare for us when we haven't planned to see a movie. Mm-hmm. But we were in a movie mood, and Gail said, what about Hustlers? And I thought, isn't that a crime drama? Aren't people going to get shot? But I had Jennifer Lopez and Constance, Constance Wu and... Kiki Palmer. Kiki and... Palmer and Cardi B, and I'm a Jennifer Lopez fan. And Julia Stiles. We, I did not know about the Julia Stiles. Yeah. So, yeah. Amazing cast. Yeah. yeah. Amazing performances. And, and, yeah, incredible performances by everybody. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's not a shoot em up crime drama. No. It's a and... drug em up crime drama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's also not your typical stripper oh. sort of movie either. No, it was very unsexy. Very unsexy. Not that there wasn't a lot of... The opening number is Jennifer Lopez investing fully and bodily in her movie on a stripper pole, which is certainly worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. But wasn't shot as glam as you might have expected. No, it wasn't shot at all sexy. No. Or seductive or anything like that. There, was... they, didn't ask, they didn't add extra tricks. They didn't cheat. You just no. got straight up J Lo, and straight up J Lo is wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, straight up J Lo, and money pouring down on her. Yeah, if I'd had money, I would have thrown it. <laughs> so yeah, it was, and it was, for one thing, really great to see that many women all in a movie together, and. Really, no male voices at all. No, because there weren't even any of the real major boyfriend characters or any. No, no. no. There were some dudes taking cuts at the beginning, and there was one girl who had a boyfriend, and you saw him in one scene. And she was even a minor player. Yeah, and the well, Constance Wu did have a boyfriend, but she was kind of out of the movie while he was around. Yeah, it was very well directed and um, written and stuff, and it was Lorraine Scafari. Yes. Yes. Is the director. Mm-hmm. And she wrote it too, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And it was based on an article in The New Yorker or New York Magazine? I think it was New York Magazine. Yeah. Um, that I had never realized before. Um, but, yeah, it was just amazing to see all these really strong portrayals of women Taking care of each other. Taking care of each other. Taking and, care of business. Yep. Very professionally. Very, yeah. All, all of, all of it was done very professionally. And I mean, it definitely showed the, especially the Constance Wu character because she was just starting out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was very at the mercy of all the guys who mm-hmm. ran the club or bounced at the club and wanted a cut of the little money that she made. And yeah. Her character. Her character had the biggest progression over the course of it was I was expecting it to be through the J-Lo character's um, eyes but it was kind of it followed Constance Wu's character progression yeah destiny yeah it did and that was that was really good I mean I always think it's the mark of a um, person producer or star or whatever not to be the best character in the you know or the main yes. character as not to were. be the main yeah, yeah not to be the person that everything happens to yeah to do the interesting work on the side i mean jennifer mm-hmm. lopez's character was a huge part of it but and not, definitely one of the leads yeah but it, the movie was centered on the constance Wu character right Destiny. yeah yeah and though i mean the whole thing was about 
how how amazing it was to be rolling in money in 2007 and how devastating it was to have all of that just completely gone in 2008. Yes. And what women did to make up for the lack of money flowing in. People throwing money around. Yeah. Yeah, because right from the beginning it was just, you know, these men go and steal money from people because they were working on strip clubs on a strip pub on or by Wall Street or something that all the hedge fund people went to. Yeah, Jennifer Lopez had two moments where she explained the corruption in America in a way that would have made Elizabeth Warren proud. Oh yeah. Very simple, very <laughs> Yep. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren and J Lo's character on the same page. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wall Street has fucked you over. <laughs> mm-hmm. And none of them are going to jail for it. So yeah. what does it matter if you take their money? Yeah, somebody's got the money and somebody's doing the dance. Yeah. Um, and very interestingly, this, since this is based on real life, none of the women did any major jail time. Yeah. Spoiler, but um, like five five years probation for two of them. And then two of the, the women who weren't, the one who didn't take the deal and or... Um, the two who didn't take the deal ended up with, ended up having like, Jail Two on, years of jail on weekends for like a year or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so the judges didn't seem... The judges and jury probably weren't that sympathetic to, to the, the, the supposed victims, yes. Oh, they were actually They were victims. actually victims, yes. Okay, but, but they were... So, so they were the, the victims were not sympathetic people. Right. <laughs> they did get drugged. They did get drugged. I mean, they, they picked... Their credit, credit cards were... Maxed out. Maxed out. Apparently... Uh, from something I was listening to to today, in real life there was a doctor who got was part of the scam, and his credit card was charged a hundred and thirty five thousand dollars. Yeah, there was a lot of money flying around. Yeah, but these were people who had that kind of money flying around. Yeah, because they looked, they target, they called it phishing. They targeted people specifically. They targeted people with wedding rings. Um, because they figured that they wouldn't bother to go to the police, and it was funny actually. The one dude who did call the police, um, and the police just laughed at him the first couple mm-hmm. times they picked up the phone. He like happened in a strip club. <laughs> yeah, bye, buddy. Yeah. Hang up the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was production design wise, it was amazing. Before when mm-hmm. Seagal was saying people were talking about J Lo for an Oscar, and I could see why. Oh, yeah. Um, the face. Well, this isn't production, but the faces. I mean, it was an incredible masterclass in expression, especially the Julia Stiles character, because she was not, she was playing, uh, well... She was playing the reporter. reporter. And so she was basically just listening to Constance Wu's retelling of what happened. And so you watch her expressions, and it's amazing. I mean, really, she wasn't actually on screen that much, but when she was there, I mean, she was the entire... Yeah. Story. I mean, it right changed ahead. the whole tone of the movie the first time they revealed that she was there, mm-hmm. and it made it so much deeper. Yeah, it did. Because I mean, it, it starts out with the you know the the strip show, and then it it builds to Usher coming into the club, and there's this idyllic sense that probably makes stripping look way too glamorous. Mm-hmm. Um, and real sex workers are getting a little bit upset about that, and we yes. should repeal Sesta Fosta because. It's making life more dangerous for people who are actually sex workers. Mm-hmm. And um, so they, they really glam that up. And then there was the crash. Yes. And then there was the plot. And 
the the way it actually worked out and got more complicated was very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a really fascinating story, and I mean, it's amazing what people will do for money. Yes, it is. It's amazing what people will pay money for. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how much money people have. Yeah. Ugh, I can't imagine having that much money. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and for some people, it's pocket change. Yeah. And then, and they give it to these women and they like go and buy a Cadillac and pay for it in cash that's all ones. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go see Hustlers. Um, and what? Nothing. I was, you were going to say something, so. Um, I was trying to get back to the costume talk, but we're not getting back yes, to the costume we can, talk. Yes, we can go back to the costume talk. Oh, um, go ahead. Uh, I, the customer said she didn't understand, or he didn't understand that first the costumes are all about performance and both for athletes, mm-hmm. um, which was cool. It's, nudity was a tool in the movie and everything was calibrated to dance. People don't realize how, how serious dance was. But apparently um, the director, the one thing, because they like costumes based on colors and stuff, you know, Jennifer Lopez's character had one color scheme and um, Ramona in complete control. So I looked at prismatic colors, pale lavenders, citrine yellows, and purples. But the one thing I liked, and I'm going to tell the people in my costume chat for Twelfth Night, is uh, Scarifa's Scafaria's overall color edict was simple. My only instruction, she says, was I didn't want any green in the movie other than money. Mm. And you sit and think about it, and there wasn't because I mean the the no. the strip club was pretty black and reflective. Reflective mm-hmm. was big. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so there it's a it's a great movie. To, it's a it's a really well done movie to watch. I mean, it's a beautiful movie to watch, and not just for the women, because it really isn't a very sexy movie. No, it really wasn't. It, yeah, and that's not because any of the women aren't attractive or it wasn't a good story. It was just not shot. In the exploitative way, you got yes. to see, you know, full body shots. She didn't get breast close up. She didn't get nipple close up. Yeah, it was. Get... It was shot from. It, it was obviously shot by a woman, yeah. a, a woman director, woman, women as the stars, not as. Not as seen by the men. Yeah, yeah, there wasn't any of that. No, and there there were a couple of really neat things that happened. To reflect where the story was, like when um, the Constance, when Destiny wanted to go off the record, and when they closed the curtains to the champagne room the first time, mm-hmm. <laughs> things like that. It was just a, it's a movie I wouldn't mind going back to see again because I think there were a lot of nice directorial touches, and those are the things you don't catch the first time around. Right, because you're concentrating on where the story is going, and it's a big hit. Yes, it is because it was expected to make. 25 million over this first weekend it made 30 million and all of all of the reviews are really good and all and justifiably of the, so and justifiably so and all of the like audience yeah it's the biggest are, um opening for, for j-lo, j-lo isn't it yes it is and yeah she's As i keep saying the biggest live action opening for j-lo i don't remember what she would have done that wasn't live action I don't know. She might have done something animated. Yeah, but I don't remember what. I don't know, but we could look it up. We will look it up in the break. And when we come back, we will talk about another thing that's mostly about women. Yes. So come back and 
find out what that is. Hi, we're back. And I just wanted to say that the quotes I was reading from were from a Kathleen Whitlock article on Hustlers in the current edition of The Hollywood Reporter, which I get because of Flash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and also, J-Lo was in the Ice Age movies, so uh, those are the not live action movies that she was in. Yes, and so that closes out our conversation about Hustlers, Hustlers which you should go see because it's good. Yeah. And right. now we're going to talk about the current show we are... Obsessing about. Yeah, or just binge-watching on Netflix. Again and again, yes. Yes. Uh, Dairy Girls. Yes. Which is so great. It's about this group of girls who are... Well, and James. Well, and James. um, Who go to an all-girls Catholic school in Northern Ireland, in Derry. Or London, Derry. Yeah. But Derry. Um, In the early 90s, during the Troubles. And it's hysterical. Oh God, it's so funny. It is so funny. I have to say the it took listening to the first episode before I could actually understand what they were saying. And we still have to uh, put the we put the subtitle on to figure out some of what Michelle's saying because Michelle's a character who <laughs> is speaking the same language as you, but is speaking it in code. Yes, her <laughs> descriptions of movies are just hysterical. Yes. Oh, it's so much fun. It makes you want to... Gail was just saying she wants to hear a description of Michelle... Michelle's description of what movie did she say? Oh, what was it? I don't remember. Uh, I'll think of it. But yeah, the music is amazing, too. All the yeah. incidental music. They start off with the Cranberries Dream mm-hmm. and go from there. Yeah, there's lots of Cranberries music. and yeah. um, Somebody called... Was it Take... There's the... the, the yeah, and but take the, that. Take that. That's it. Mental, I haven't looked them up yet because we haven't no. gotten through the second season again yet. Yeah, I think that they they must be a group that was really big in Europe. Yeah, um, but the last episode of the first season is just one perfectly hysterical. The one with the newspaper and Claire and. <gasps> is that the last one? I think so. Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. And Orla. Dance stepping. Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's every episode. It is meets. Hysterical. Yeah, it meets our criteria too because one of the characters is gay. Yes. We won't spoil it for you. Nope, we won't. No, watch the for first once. season. Yes. So watch the first season, or watch watch them both because we watched five of these six <laughs> episodes in the first season the first night. <laughs> started watching it so because it's just so funny oh my god it's the girls their family um erin who's the main character i guess Mm -hmm. um and they're just she's just not they're the um most authentic teenagers yes seen on tv in a while Mm -hmm. they're awful they're awkward they're cruel they're caring they're they're just amazing and it's erin and her cousin orla and Aaron's mom and dad and grandfather and, and baby, baby sister. sister. I think it's a sister. Okay. Um, and and Orla's mom, mom. All living in this tiny house. Yes, and there's all there's this wonderful interaction in the first episode between her grandfather and her father where mm-hmm. he says, why do you keep bo- coming around and bothering Mary? And Jerry says, well, we've been married for 17 years. <laughs> we have two children. <laughs> and we're in love. Oh, did he say that? <laughs> yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. The grandfather just rolls his eyes mm-hmm. and says something cutting. <laughs> yes. 
Always. Always. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. very opposed to people. He's very opposed or, to Jerry. He's very opposed to Jerry. <laughs> yes. It has been for probably 18 years. At least, yes. <laughs> so it's the whole family dynamic. And then there's the the principal at church who's a nun, Sister Michael. It is just deadpan, flat oh. comedy, sarcasm, snark. <laughs> done with blade. I mean, musketeer <laughs> precision. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's so funny. She's so bored. She's so funny. She's so... Sisterly. Yes. <laughs> and that's yes. very Catholic nun kind of way. Uh-huh. And the girls are trying... You know, that's one thing I've been wandering around and thinking about is how in America, teenagers are pretty much considered mini adults. Mm-hmm. And in that show, they're still treating them like they're toddlers. I mean, the Waynes, they don't get, you know, they're, all the adults are worried about them. All the adults figure that they'll fall into a grade at the first <laughs> opportunity. Yes. You know, they never go anywhere without, in, not in a group. They, you mm-hmm. know, there's always supervision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never leave the baby with them, which is probably oh, no. why. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I've been thinking about that and they treat them much more like kids than you would see kids in that age range because they're like 16 year olds. Yeah. And in America, you're basically an adult at this point. Yeah. I mean, they're not sexed up. They're not. Yeah. It's it's so different compared to like the kid, even the kids in Stranger Things. Yeah. And who are younger than them. And dating. And dating and although to be fair there is some talk of maybe having sex when the protest when the ukrainians are there but and when they yeah yeah do the protestant thing but but yeah it but obviously but it's not yeah they haven't even had their first kiss yet some of them it seems like yeah, yeah yeah it's very it's not even innocent it's just it's just young. Yeah, they just let them be kids. Yeah, they get to. They're, they're still kids, even though they're like fifteen and sixteen. Yeah. yeah, they're still kids. And cursing every other word. Oh yeah, constantly. Yeah, if you can't stand the word fecking or fucking or the yeah, don't. Northern Ireland Well, it's, it's still funny. It's still so funny, but <laughs> so yeah. if you grow a bit of tolerance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's just the way they talk. Yeah, but it's very much. Um, the gay thing is handled really well. Like when um, Michelle's mother gives Mary the lecture about... <laughs> yes, because one of the things is that um, James has come to live with... James, yeah, is James is with, Michelle's cousin. Yes, is Michelle's cousin. He's English. He's, he's coming to live with them, and they send him to the girls' school because they know that if he's sent to the boys' school, he will be beaten to a pulp yes so they treat him like the girls yes although he's not allowed to use the lavatory no of course not <laughs> um and of course he can't use his staff what, what is he thinking <laughs> um but at some point they become convinced that he's gay which he is not actually the gay he, character no he's just english yes he's just english <laughs> which he keeps saying i'm not gay yes yeah whatever james <laughs> but um so michelle's mother is giving there, um, Mary, who is Aaron's mother, is taking them all on a caravan trip. Or they're all going on a caravan trip, and Michelle and oh, the we the Waynes are going along because the Protestants have taken over the town, and they're mm-hmm. not to be tr- they they shouldn't be left alone because it's dangerous. Yes. it's actually dangerous. They get stopped a couple times for bomb scares and things like that. Mm-hmm. You see, 
in daily life you see soldiers around all the time and guns i mean mm-hmm. it's it's there it's always there at the troubles but so um i don't know her mom's name but she's like are you frowning because of the gay thing? Because if so, I'll be very disappointed in you, Mary. <laughs> if it's the English thing, then that's understandable. Yeah. And Mary's like, no, it's not the gay thing. That actually makes the English thing a bit better. <laughs> and these are all devout Catholics in the yes. 90s, so that was kind of nice to say. That was very nice to say, yeah. yes. And all the while, James is going, I'm not gay. <laughs> and no one is listening to him because no one listens no. to James. No. Uh, he goes on a rant in the the, the fish and chips place. <laughs> Yes, we discovered that apparently everyone in Ireland does not cook on Friday. I thought it was just my grandmother. My grandmother is an Irish. She's the children of immigrants. But we always would go to her place and Friday night there would be takeout. And I never realized that it might be a cultural thing until everyone in this town that they live in gets takeout at like the same place on Fridays. And they Mm -hmm. don't want to have to go to the pizza place because it won't be as good. Now we had Mario's Pizza, but... That's probably because there wasn't a good fish and chip place. Yes, in if there had been Nork. a good chip, fish and chip place nearby, you might have been. Yeah, we got KFC sometimes, though, so I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not Long John Silver's. Yeah, there wasn't any Long John Silver's. Oh, Arthur Treacher's. Mm. That would, well, my parent, but there wasn't one in where my grandmother was, so we would get KFC or Mario's Pizza on Fridays. Mm. And we go grocery shopping the next day. And I always thought it was because my grandmother worked on Fridays and that's didn't have any food left in the house. But I guess it might have been a cultural thing left over from her parents. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing Gail was saying that I keep having, saying, what did you say? Connections or? Yeah, you keep saying that you can see that happening. You can see the looks that they give each other. That the, they remind you of your conversations I had with my grandmother or conversations I can see my brother having with his children Mm -hmm. or things like that yeah it's it's actually kind of a fun cultural it's a it's interesting and it's so funny oh my god it's so so funny funny. if you want to laugh watch the Dairy Girls at least twice because you'll have to watch it at least twice to understand it because they talk faster than me which is saying something With 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 Northern Ireland accents, sense. and it's worth watching, man. <laughs> <laughs> or woman, or gender non-binary folk, because we're people, all, we're people, <laughs> people, folks. F O L X. That's kind of a cool thing that people that say. Yeah, folks. So it's worth watching, folks. If you get Netflix, watch the Dairy Girls. Mm-hmm. And I haven't picked up an Irish accent yet, so Gail's probably happy about that. Mm-hmm. And we are going to start watching season two again, probably tonight after we finish this. Yes, yes. So we will see you in Derry and take care until next time. Uh, yes. This is Michelle. This is Kat. Signing off. Take Bye. care. Bye. Bye.